Hey guys, welcome to the We Should Talk podcast with your host, Dave Ardonias. Today we have a special guest here. Now, before we introduce him, thanks for coming again for the podcast. So this series is going to be based on entrepreneurs, right? So offering our knowledge and experience as entrepreneurs. Our guest today is Stephen Caceres, director of the Academy of Leaders. The Academy of Leaders is a tutoring and mentoring program that has been in business for three years, serving kids K through 12. Stephen also attended uh, seminary school for two years, which is something in the future, Stephen, I'd like for us to, to talk about your experiences, if we're able to. And Stephen also currently works with a CPA firm that specializes in taxes for the small business. So Stephen, now that you're here, we should talk. Thank you for coming. Hello. How are you doing? Hello, Dave. For me, it's a pleasure to be in your program. Thank you for the invitation and an honor to be with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. From from the beginning, even before we started it, I, I called you and I said, you know what? I want you to be the first guest on the podcast. This is the first official We Should Talk podcast, right? The last one was with my friend Danny, uh, but that was an unofficial, let's, let's do one, let's test everything out and let's get it online. But this is the first official one. And it's also the first of the entrepreneurship series. Yes, and after weeks of of trying to fit on the schedule for both, <laughs> we were able to make it. Schedules are always tough. Yes, they're always tough to arrange. You had a few cool trips also in yes. that time. Yes, yes, which I was is awesome. Done for some time. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So, Stephen, let's talk about basically your experiences with. Um, being an entrepreneur, starting your own business. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the Academy in your own words. Very nice. Well, the Academy, it started three years ago, but I think I should go back even more. Seven years ago, I, I started as a tutor. And I think I was looking to do something to make money, just something extra. And I was a good tutor. I was a pretty good tutor. And... People start referring me, start referring me. Oh, Stephen is a good tutor, Stephen is a good tutor. And then I did a clientele. And, and yes, two years after that, I decided to go to seminary. So I stopped the tutoring and mentoring, and I moved to Miami. I was there two years. I was with the Catholic Church. I studied there, and it was a great experience. It was a great experience because they told me of the importance of having a balance between the academic and the human, mm. the human formation of every single human being. So at my, at my second year of seminary, I, I had the feeling seminary wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So I came back to, to Orlando, and I remember I was leasing a car, a Mazda 3, and I just couldn't make it through to the payment. So I sit down one day and I say, well, I need to make money somehow. I'm not in the seminary anymore. And I, this is all I have, the car. I need to do something. I was in my parents' house. So I say, okay, you know what? Let me call people again. Let me call the people I was serving before going to seminary. And they were very happy to hear back from me. So then I come back to the tutoring, tutoring, tutoring. And also I was in UCF starting accounting. Okay, the business start growing, start growing, start growing. I say, well, I want to make. I want to build an academy. I want to build a program for all these kids where we have one, the academic part, and two, the human part. And then when we put it together, we get a great human being. So I tell parents, when you come into the academy, our job is to help your child to mature. More than the academics, we want to see progress. We want to see 
a more mature child. And, 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 and that's what I did. I started coming up with this program and then the Academy opened 2017. It was June 2017. And we have been in business three years and yes, we keep growing. Okay, very nice. So you originally started about seven years ago before you actually went to seminary. Yes. And so who, who were your clientele, just friends or kids of friends and stuff like that? So I was doing construction. I was in, in a construction company. And, and my boss, and one day, my, uh, uh, my boss's wife told me, oh, why don't you tutor my, my children? And I said, yes, yes, I can do that for you. And I tutored, and I think it was math. It was math. And she loved it. Mm. And she asked my boss and the owner, why don't we move Stephen to the house to do tutoring for them? And they moved me, and they start paying me, not for doing construction, but for tutoring the children. Okay. Okay, so your your job became with the same employer, technically, but now it was instead of construction, it was yes. helping his kids. And then when they see that their, their children were growing in, in their grades, then they start referring me to other people, and those people refer me to other people. So that's how my clientele started growing. Started growing. Okay. Yes. Very cool. So when you started, when you came back from, from the seminary and you had the car and you had your car payment and stuff and, and you couldn't make that, that decision at that point, I'm going to start tutoring was more just, I need to make money rather than at that point, I need to make money rather than I want to start a business, as you said. Yes. And, and I think human beings are very interesting because we take decisions first because we are hungry at the beginning. Like if, if you can't eat, the first thing you're going to look is for food. Then you're going to look for a roof. And then as you grow, you can take better decisions. So at the time it was, I need money to, for my needs. Right. And to survive. To survive. And that was a great source. And then when I was there, I start imagining, I start seeing in my, in my head the idea of the academy and what I wanted. And then I start telling people, this is what I want. And today I become the Academy of Leaders. Okay, so let, that's interesting. So let's talk about this and let's focus on that decision. That, so the decision, you, you kind of had an idea, you started tutoring and it was, hey, I'm pretty good at this. You start to maybe perfect the process, come up with your own, instead of just saying, oh, we're going we're gonna to just go over these, you kind of start building your own system. So talk about the point where it wasn't just, I would like, right, an idea of a dream in the back of your head to, you know what? I am going to start thinking about this in a serious manner so that I can build something. Okay. So at the beginning, like I say, it was just an income, but then it gets to a point where you can't handle it. If you can't handle your clientele, it is because you're very good at it. Okay. Or you are underpaid. So when you say you're, you're, you couldn't handle, meaning you had too much demand. I had too much demand. So, okay. so, so I sit down. So, so, so I sit down and I look at it and I say, okay, I, I'm getting too many clients. And, and today I think about this, when I get too many clients, am I really good at it or am I undercharging? Oh. Because that's also a question you make to yourself. You can't yeah. undercharge for your services. Right. So you have to look for a perfect price for what you do and that you can supply and you can make money for it. So that happened to me and I say, okay, okay, now let's get more people. So I start hiring tutors around Orlando. 
And I started dividing every, I divided between Orange County and Osceola County, and I started bringing different tutors, and they start helping me in order to cover this demand. Of course, I changed the price for the parents, and they were happy with it. Okay. So that's when, when you started getting more work than you could handle yourself. Yes. That's, that was more the trigger of maybe this is more than just paying my bills. Yes. And also, you have to think, what do you want? I, I always tell people, look yourself in the mirror and see what you want. I wanted to be the director of the Academy of Leaders. I wanted to have this life. And, and I start building it. I start building that idea of what I wanted. For example, now that I have these, um, these clients, I, I also have a great administ administration team. I have my assistant director. So, so yes, you start building this idea based on what, what you're seeing in your head. Got you. By the way, guys, for everybody who's listening, uh, Osceola County and Orange County uh, is in Orlando. So the Academy is located in Orlando, Florida. And at the end of the podcast, Stephen is going to give us all his information on how to contact if you needed some tutoring for your kids or family member, friends. So, okay. You decided then, okay, I have too many clients. Now I, I, I think we can grow this, right? Yes. And go ahead. And, and, and also now that you see that we're talking about decisions. Yeah. Um, I remember a decision that that was really important in my life. So the academy was doing great, we're making money, everyone was happy, and then coronavirus came. We have to talk about coronavirus. Yeah. We have to talk about COVID. So on March 13, the governor decided to close the state and all the, 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 the education system shut down. Yeah. And the academy also shut down. And we start losing, losing money. And I remember that night, I was in the airport in Fort Lauderdale, um, and Christine called me and told me, Stephen, uh, the governor just closed the school system. What should we do? And they say, let me think about it. And, and I think that's, that was a painful decision. The decision of closing the academy um, because I say, well, what if we never open again? What if we lose our clients? But I step back and I say, okay, we need to go bigger want to continue running so we become online tutoring and now we're serving people in the whole united states so yes so you've grown outside of florida central florida at this point yes and and, and that's even better because we are online now and we're able to come out with these processes in order to go online and also and, and also this is very, very interesting when you are when, very important when you are starting a business education is very important in research self-education yeah self-education and research I, I remember I had a budget and in and, 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 and like a year ago I was trying these online systems just because I wanted to try and I wanted to see how they work mm -hmm. and I trained some tutors in the online system and we're running it and I like it but I say you know what I like more the human connection but most, most of my tutors knew about the online system. And also I had the program and we were able to, to bring it into stage in two weeks. And we start running. So transition was pretty quick? Transition was pretty quick, yes. Okay, very cool. So for listeners, uh, you don't have to be in Central Florida anymore to, to get some services from Stephen for your kids from the Academy of Leaders. Awesome. So let's take a step back then. So you had more clientele than you can, than you can handle. 
when you decided, okay, I'm going to do this, did you ever have any doubts? Of course. Of course. And also, people are putting some trust in you. I mean, when you go to work, if you work for, let's bring Amazon. I mean, you, you just do your work. But Amazon is the one who is reliable for your work. But here, I was the one that, that had to respond in if something happened. I was the one. The responsibility is on your shoulders. The responsibility was on my shoulders. So I was thinking, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work? And deciding, at the end, I, I decided to stop uh, studying accounting in order to study psychology to help better my children. So I remember when I stopped studying accounting and I sit down and I say, is this what I want? And, and stopping this in order to go another way. But I think that was a great decision. Um, I doubt, yes, I doubted for, for a long time. And even when COVID hit me, I say, for, from, from, from March to July, eh, we lost money. We lost money because we had to pay the administration and we were not able to make it. And we lost money. The business was bleeding. You still have an overhead. Yes, I still, ha I still have to pay for the software. I still have to pay for everything, for everything we're running. So, so I think it's very important to be able to visualize, to project, to see, okay. I remember Christine called me one day in July and, and, she, and she told me, Stephen, I'm very sad today because I was looking at the people we used, to, we used to teach. We used to have a lot of students. And, and this week we only had two clients. And I say, you know what, Christine? It's July. One more month, and she's going to boom. One more month. So I think patience mm. is a great thing that you have to, to have in order to, to have business and bring peace to your employees if you have, if you have employees because they, they rely on you. And, and if, you, if you think you can make it, they're going to say, okay, this is closing soon. I told him, August. So and Christine you know, is one of your tutors? She's my assistant director. She's okay. So she, all right. So she was kind of feeling also the what if, right? What if. This can fail, and then she she looked at you. Yes. So uh, running a, a business, it, it all falls on you, right? <clears throat> and excuse me. And even in those moments where you don't know if you're going to make it, and people are looking up to you, regardless of whatever fear you feel inside or whatever worries, your outward expression of that has to be completely different, right? Yes or else everything crumbles. Yes. Why would the people under you feel like positive about it if you don't? And you're the head of it, right? You're the visionary. You're yes. driving it forward. So what what other so between making that decision and taking the first steps of officially cuz you're already t teaching people of officially I'm going to make this a business. What other things did you do to fight the the what if? The what if this, I fail, what if it goes wrong, right? Cuz Sometimes taking the steps to start something is more important than waiting until you get it perfect, right? Learning from your mistakes and faking until you make it. So what was that like for you? I think, I think for these decisions, you, you do need a backbone. You do need a caution. Why do I say this? For example, um, if you don't have the money to survive, if you don't save money to survive this time, you're going to be in trouble. Because you're, gonna, you're not going to make it. Like say in July, what if I, I have to be realistic. If I don't have the cash flow, 
If I don't have, if I don't have, if I don't have cash flow, and I don't have money, how am I going to pay these people? So, so I think that, that that's one thing you you have you have to you have to lose money. You have to know you're going to go negative. So that's one thing. And and another thing is is learning your business. You got, I know the academy pretty well. I know the seasons. I know when people are going to come. I know when people are going to leave. So after three years, I have. I have this thing that I'm able to, to see a little bit bigger, a little bit more. Bigger picture. Yes. More long-term. More long-term. Right. Because the what-if is always more of a short-term. Yes, yes. I mean, I thought about closing the academy, but if, for example, if it was December, and let's say in, Mar in March we start losing money, but I say, okay, we're going to be back in August, and in August we start coming back. But I was thinking, bro, I will review this in December. So I knew people will go back. So you mentally set yourself up from March to December. So that, that was the length of time that you were willing to. Yes. To keep, in a way, bleeding money. Yes. But you, you were more thinking of the long term, which is a hard, it's a hard thing to do, right? Believing yes. in it. So w talk about, you said knowing your business, right? R explain more what that means. Okay, for example, you, one, you have to know your clients and you have to, and you have to choose your clients. I know, I know what my clients want. For example, we are a program, we go week per week, and we go from August to, to May. So, so, for example, in July, COVID, COVID was hitting us, and also the academy was closed, but, but, but I know we're in the summer. So I still, okay. people are not going to think about this. People, people are thinking about in food, people are thinking about... Um, about food, about paying the rent. No one is thinking in education. The, the, the governor decided to promote everyone. Right. So, so no one was thinking in education. So I knew in August they, back, they will go back. Also some parents started struggling. Right. Started struggling. And I say, okay, to myself, how do we change the price in order to get these, customer, these customers back and also do net profit, and also make a good net profit? And I was able to make a decision. I said, okay, let's set a new price. So you were, if I'm understanding you correctly, knowing the, because all businesses have ups and downs, right? And that's, yes. that's what you're talking about. Yes. So to being able to project long-term to say, well, maybe one or two, three months, maybe we'll be down, but then business picks back up. Sometimes to the point where we need more people. Yes. So the ebb and flows of, uh, of how business work. So from what I'm understanding, what you're saying in the summertime, you were already kind of expecting a dip in or, or a lower. Yes. In Okay. So it, in some ways it kind of worked out. Yes. it worked. So out. you were able to project because of your past three so, months to say it was going to slow down anyway. So if you see it, I only close a really um, March 13 and March um, April and, and, and May. That, that's all. I only I, I only feel like I was losing three months because the summer is always a bad time for the academy because education is closed in the United States. The schools are closed. The students are on their summer vacation. Yeah. So that's that's fine and that's fine with me. Right, because it's kind of a break anyway. So yes. maybe more summer camps or more yes. recreational activities for the kids rather than education. Yes. In the traditional in the traditional sense. Right, right. So <clears throat> let me ask you this. It's always interesting to hear when a person first starts to 
to say, okay, now I'm in business and the business is running. What kind of fumbles or what kind of setbacks did you have in the beginning? And how, how did you adapt to those kind of things? I think learning to budget is one really important thing. I mean, when you open a business and, and you get the, cli the clientele, you're, you start getting a, a lot of money. You start getting a lot of money. But, but how do you budget it? Like say, how much are you going to save? How much? Are, remember, you have to pay employees. So the money is not really yours. Right. The, most, the money belongs to your employees. Remember that you have to pay an overhead. Revenue and net are two different things. Yes. So, so you have to understand that. And also, another setback is getting overwhelmed. You got it? Sometimes the work is too much. And you're putting too many hours. And you don't want to get overwhelmed. Is that a mistake that you made early on? I've been grateful because I always had great people next to me. Great assistant directors, great tutors that helped me. But yes, um, I did work a lot. And sometimes I start feeling like um, I was burning out myself. It was too much. It was way too much. How work. did you deal with that? Well, I think um, having goals is important. Having goals is important. I start, I start setting some goals. For example, by this time, I'm going to pass these tasks to some tutors. Also, I'm going to pass these tasks to my, to my assistant director. So I, I start freeing my time. And I think that was the best way. Interesting that you say that because one of the biggest... I don't want to say mistakes, but one of the biggest struggles that most people have when they first start being entrepreneurs is the difficulty of learning how to delegate. Yes. What, what was that experience like for you? I think for me to delegate is, is easy because I have a great training program for all my tutors when they come into the academy. They go in a week, in a week of training. And also... Uh, when we hire someone, they have to pass so many steps and so many stages that, 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 that the quality is great that we're getting. For example, I can tell you in the last year, not a tutor has missed a session. Mm. So that, I'm telling you the quality of my tutors. You got everyone goes to work every single day. Very nice. And, and, and I think that's important and, and that goes in the in your hiring process. Hiring the right people. Hiring the right people and having the right um, steps to get hired. Mm, interesting. So you, you took on delegating pretty easily from the beginning? Yes. It was never kind of a, an issue for you? No. And, I got it. And I needed it. I needed it. You if, needed if, it for if, sure. If no, I wouldn't be able to, to handle my business. Well, I got to tell you, delegating for me was not as easy because I always kind of felt a lot of people say, you know, um, hiring more people is, is wasting money or spending money, which it's really not is an investment. It's an investment. But my biggest thing was, are the people that I'm going to hire do are going to do as good a job as me. Right. And it was very difficult for me to get past that. And I wish that I hadn't had that issue, but I did. And I learned from it and I grew to understand that I have to let go of certain things because in the long run, the bigger picture is going to make the business grow. 
right? So for example, okay, maybe I feel uncomfortable with it now. And maybe the person that I hire maybe won't do as good of a job, but you know what? If needed, I can retrain them, give them more training. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, then unfortunately, I'll let them go. But there's somebody else that I can hire, right? Going back to the systems of hiring and, and training and that kind of stuff. Well, and I think the quality of the people, like I say, for example, um, when I hire someone, I look for three things. Energy. I want someone that is really energetic. I want someone with integrity. Someone that is not going to miss work. Someone that is responsible. Someone that is reliable. And number three, someone with academics. You need someone who knows what to do and when to do it. And that's what I look for when I hire these people. And also in the training, I'm very clear, very, very, and I repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, what are your goals? And I think that's very important. I, I, I don't expect you to know everything, but I do expect you to know what your goals are and what you have to do every day. For example, let's say my assistant director, Christine, she knows the importance of invoicing of doing payroll, yeah. you got it? That, that's really important. And she's great at it. She's perfect at it. And why? Because she knows that's her main task. So you just have to start delegating, but, for, but, but you can't delegate everything. I, I have some companies when they where, where you have employees and you expect them to do everything. No, yeah. no, no. And that's no, not realistic. Work. That's not realistic. Because everybody has a job. You as the, the you're the, the president, you run the company, but you have a job that you have to do, right? Like you yes. have, okay, this falls within yes. my um, list of, of uh, you know, within your job specifications, things that fall outside of that, maybe go to Christine, things outside of that fall to X, Y, and Z. Yes. So there's a system. So talk to me about how during your hiring process, because thinking about it as you're talking, the situation that I had with uh, not being able to delegate is because I, I'm in a completely different business. Construction is the, the, the type of people that do my job are difficult. You know what I mean? Uh, tough. Uh, and it's not to put anybody down, but you know, education, those kinds of things are, are, are harder to find in my field. But when you start interviewing people, then what kind of questions or how do you figure out integrity? You mentioned integrity. How do you determine that in your interview process? Okay, for example, the first thing I get is the resume and the application. And, and the resume is very important for me. I have to start seeing it. How long do you spend with employees? Do you come and go? Do you change employers really quick? Are you jumping do, around? Yes. Do you have a long time without working? Why? Why do you leave that job? What happened? Tell me. Also, I look at the application. We have an application and I look at, and I look at special things. For example, I look... If you, if, even if you, if, you, if you write your name with a lowercase. Because that's important that you're not detail-oriented. Your answers, are they vague? Are you giving me good answers? Are, are they to the point? So I start looking this in the, in the application. And, I, and that's how I start seeing your integrity. Your integrity. And then I sit down with you and I have a conversation. Okay? So, I'm sorry, let, let me go back. We, we have the application, we have the resume, and then we have a phone interview. Okay. And in the phone interview, I'm trying to listen your voice. I'm trying to see how energetic you are. Okay. And I ask you about your integrity. Okay. Why do you leave that employee, like I say? And tell me about your goals. Are you in a school? Okay. Tell me what's your GPA. Okay. Great. 
Okay, so you're working right now. What are you working? Oh, I'm a teacher. Okay, great, 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 great. So, so you start seeing the quality. And then I, I bring you to, a, to an in-person interview now with, Co now with Kobe. It is a, it is a video interview. But I'm, I, I want to see how you portray yourself, why you want to show me. How you carry yourself. Yes, that's very important. Confidence, et cetera. And then at the end, we run a background check. Okay. So there is no way. There is no way. <laughs> David. And, and, and today we live in a commitmentless society. Yeah. I get 70 resumes. La, that was last time. 70 resumes. Out of those 70 resumes, 25 people I got. I say, okay, Christina, I like these 25 people. Let's go with this. From those 25 people. So 25 people you went to the phone call. To the phone call. Thank you. How yes. many people made it past the phone call? Okay. But to the phone call. But, but uh, no, a lot of people responded. Oh, so they submitted the email, but then they just didn't get back to you. They didn't get back to me. Mm. So their integrity. So you're not reliable. You're not responsible. Even if you come a month after and say, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can I still, be? because it has happened, can I still receive one, one, one phone call? Can I still go to that? Okay, perfect. Then we get the phone calls. And after phone calls, most of them, I get probably five. Most of them make it to the to the. To the in-person or in -person. In video? Yes, video interview. Okay, and from there I choose I choose the one. You go with one? I go with one. So yes. one out of 70 more or less? One out of 70. Because okay. we live in a commitmentless society. Elaborate on that. Commitmentless society. People like changing jobs. People don't want to be tied to an employer. So when you employ someone, you have to know your employee. You have to know what they want. And you have to say it. Not yeah, the right rate is important, but more the environment. For example, okay, I want to make some extra money because hey, I'm working at a school. Great. I can help you with that. Let me create the environment. Go ahead and choose your hours. Go ahead and tell me what times you want to work. So I'm creating a, an environment where you feel comfortable. You like they're it. contributing. Yes. And getting something in return. Yes. So are most of your people part-timers? Most of them are part-timers and they choose how many hours they want to work per week. So, okay. So let's say that I submit a resume <clears throat> and you like, hey, let's set up a phone interview, right? And I respond and then we get on the phone. If I tell you the reason that I am applying, I have a full-time job right now, but I just need some extra income. Is that... Is that a good enough reason for you? Yeah, that's a great reason. It's a reasonable reason. But, but, but still, you're not telling me if you have integrity, energy, and academics. No, absolutely. So, but that's just one That's just one thing, right? I don't mind. That's just a detail. That's just a detail. Just yes. the why. Yes. What are kind of, if, if somebody said X to you, what would it be the, the reason for looking for you to, to maybe employ with it? You would say, you know what, this person may be, no. For example... So what I'm trying to say is, <clears throat> let me clarify. Once you start doing a lot of hiring, before I was in construction, I was in corporate. I was, I was in corporate training and I worked directly with human resources. Once you do enough interviews and stuff, you start to develop your own questions that from experience tell you something about a person. So what are questions that you may be asked that you know immediately are red flags? Okay, I'm going to ask you, why do you want to be in the academy? Why? Why do you want to be here? Why do you go to, to the competition? Why? Why specifically? Yes. Why specifically academy? And also very important, what do you know about the academy? Mm. So I want to know your answer because 
if you tell me you don't know, I'm going to be okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. But if you tell me, oh, because you have this holistic approach where you take care of all the classes and this is a great answer and they give me this answer, I'm going to be okay. So you read, you went to the website, you did research. You prepared. And you prepare for this. So you prepare for sessions. Preparing does say a lot about integrity. You're right. Yes. If you send me a text message, for example, before this, I have, a, I have a, the new employee, she sent a text message saying, I want to confirm my appointment today. Okay, so you're looking forward to it and you are preparing for it. Mm. So, so that's very important too. I also going to ask you, okay, um, experience, tutoring, any tutoring experience. Is that it? And, and I think that's a decision I take um, in consideration to choose your rate. You got it? Mm. If you have a lot of tutoring experience, then I have to pay more for you. Right. If you don't have enough, then I have to train you. Because I feel I don't mind paying people because I'm buying an asset. You are an asset and you, you're making money for the academy and, and great. It's an investment. It's an investment. But if I'm paying you more money, then you are freeing my time. Right. The return on investment has yes. to be worth it. Yes. If I'm paying you less money, it is because I constantly have to get to you, have to get in the sessions. So that difference is the difference that you have to pay to the academy. For our help. Hmm. That's the way I see it. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. How many tutors do you have now altogether? Four tutors. Four, four tutors that yes. are regular. And sadly, over coronavirus, we lost two tutors. Oh. But we're getting back. We're getting back and we just hired another one. And, pro, and we have two more positions open right now. Oh, okay. Very cool. Now, are you still doing classes yourself or you're more big picture running the business? I'm more administrations, but I do like teaching and I still... Tutor a lot. I, li I like tutoring. However, I have to be realistic, and and I know I can't spend time with all the students, and I can't be tutoring all the time. So I'm more administrative. So what I'm doing most of the time is jumping from session to session, getting in the sessions, and also more administration talking to to my team and setting the goals. So let me ask you this: then. <clears throat> now that you're more administrative and focus on growing growing the business, maintaining the business. Now that you are not, quote unquote, the face of it because somebody else is delivering it, what steps have you taken once you pulled yourself back to growing the business away from the actual tutoring to make sure that you foster your relationship with the parents? Okay, so great question, great question. And in, 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 in the administration, I do a, a lot of things, and, and, and I'm going to go to that. And it, number one, I talk a lot to Christine. I want Christine, because she's the assistant director, I want her to be in the same picture than I am. Mm. So I talk to her a lot. I talk about my goals. I talk about what, where the academy is going. And also to other members that we have um, that are um, not directly in the academy, but they help us, like say our financial advisor, uh, our lawyer. So I talk to them and, and Christine about what, what I want. So we are all in the same page. That's very important because that is going to go to the tutors and that's going to go to the parents. Now, I also spend a lot of time talking to the parents. I know the parents and I know what they want. And I think that's very important when you open a business, you have to listen to the person and you have to ask them, and, and, and I ask this question, why are you coming into the academy? And then you have to get quiet and listen. Okay, I'm coming for math. 
I'm coming for reading. I'm coming for all the subjects. I'm coming because I remember this call many years ago. I don't want my child to be in this profession. I want him, I want him to be an engineer, a doctor. That's what you want. And that's what we have to give you in the academy. That's what you have to serve. Yes. The need. So, so listening, my, my parents is very important. Also giving feedback to the parents. After a session, all the parents get a text message about the session, telling them what happened in the session and how the session went. You got it. You have to be connected to the parents. They are paying for your service. Very good. Very good. Yeah. It is important. And um, understanding, I think you said something very important, understanding the need and what it is they want and listening. Yes. Because you can't, a lot of the times, you know, we have ideas of what we think may be where we want to go. Right. What, what kind of experience have you have you had with that? Where maybe you you had an idea and then you're like, you know what? No. And how do you adjust for that? When the, the academy starts, we need the money. So we start creating programs. We start creating programs. I remember teaching English, English to people. And that, that we were making a lot of money in the English program because the, 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 the packets were really expensive and people were buying them. However, it took so much time and energy and we had to, and we had to be so skilled that it was not worth it. It was not worth it for the academy. It was too much. It was too much work. We also teach Spanish for some time. And the Spanish uh, was a struggle because we, did, we needed to hire tutors, Spanish speakers, and we were having some trouble with that. All the, most of the tutors didn't speak Spanish. Okay, so we couldn't cover that one. We, we had to be realistic. Another thing that we tried was college, college-level classes. That was a struggle too. And we and and we were not prepared to handle to hand, to handle college classes. What was the difference between, let's say, a high schooler and a college? One, we were we were not enjoying the session as much because they were too academic, and tires were getting really tired because the the, the 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 subjects were really 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 hard, really challenging, and this and the and the students were really smart in asking. Really, really hard questions. Mm. So, the, so, so tutors were getting overwhelmed. Okay. Got you. So we decided to go K through twelve, also because we wanted to help in the development of all these children. Okay. For us, it's very important not only the academic but also the human part, and we try to put everything together to help the child mature. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> I'm very curious of what your response is going to be. So in that moment, you just said, okay, so we're going to do college. You did X students, whatever. The subject matter was intense. And then if I understand you correctly, the your students, the college students, were asking maybe something that was beyond the capability of, of, of the tutors, right? How did you, how did you take that? as the business owner where you had the vision hey maybe this is a good idea let's try this was that something that you felt kind of like a quote-unquote failure yes. and how did you deal with that yes. whole situation the program failed yes the program failed we drop it that's it that's it we drop it that's they fail we drop it for example we had a student for microbiology we needed a biology tutor so now we you don't only have to find a tutor with energy with integrity, with the academics, 
but you need a biology tutor. Specialized now. Specialized in biology. And probably you have to pay way more. I had a biology tutor at the time. I was so lucky. <laughs> and yes, but, but I had to pay them more for that session. The sessions were really expensive. And then the biology tutor come to me and say, Steven, this is really, really challenging. These sessions are really, really hard. And I'm getting really tired in the sessions. And I said, okay, then we kind of drop it. We also were, were teaching for, for different tests for the, mm-hmm. let's say for the military test. For all these kind for of the things. Asvab. Yes. So this doesn't work. We fail in these programs. This is not for us. We drop it. And that's fine. Did it did you hit <clears throat> was it any emotional hit for you? No. 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 No, 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 no. Not at all. You have to understand. If you are looking at it, if you can't make it, then you gotta drop it. For example, if you paint a house and you have to go back to it 20, 30 times, I don't think you should keep painting. <laughs> Shouldn't be painting. No, yeah. you shouldn't be painting. <laughs> You're wasting your time. Very true. Yes. People do get lost in that though, right? In in the failures. And I think learning from failures is very important. As a matter of fact, I'd go as far as saying that success is hidden in failures. Because if you fail, you can keep going, right? You can learn from it and you can re- you apply different strategies. But if you don't keep going, then that's the real failure. What's your opinion on that? On, on finding success or positivity within those failures well i think it's more about adaptation adapting for example i know i'm not good teaching college level classes but we are great teaching k-12 what that means the k-12 has to keep growing then the question is okay why are we teaching college classes then we don't have the demand that we need Okay, how do we create the demand for K-12? We need more marketing. We need to do something to create more demand. So you got it? So, so, so you have to be able to see the big picture in order not to see a fail, but a mistake, for example, I was making in the academy. So it was, well, it didn't work out, but instead of saying, oh, we failed and you know, maybe letting that have a mental impact on you. You turned it into a positive and you said, you know what? That doesn't mean anything. That just means that we specialize our niche, what we do better, where we're better serving our, our kids, our customers, our students is in K through 12, right? Is that fair to say? Yes. Right. That's right. Taking the, the situation and looking for the positive in it. Right? And, I, and after that, I went in and I, and, and I wrote the mission of the Academy of Leaders, our job, is to help students K through 12 to grow academically and humanly so with a holistic approach. That failure really cemented your specialty. Yes, and I think when you open a business, you have to have a mission and you have to make clear the mission to your employees, to every single of them, so they know what their goals are. And also, you gotta follow up. Every two weeks on Saturday mornings, I sit down with every single tour of the Academy of Leaders for 30 minutes and I talk to them. And my first question is, is something you want to tell me? And they know this question. Is something you want to tell me? Are you bored? Do you like your job? Because you, 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 you can't expect surprises. You have to be ahead of your business mm. in order to keep growing. 
You have to anticipate. And also you have to connect not only to your parents, not only to not only to the parents, which are my clients, but also to your employees and listen to them and know what they want. Because you have to understand, is this the person that I want in my company? You got it? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Um, knowing your clientele and serving your clientele, right, is extremely important. But I think in the business that you're in, it's interesting also because there, there's a little bit of, um, you just said my customer, my clientele is the parent because they're the ones that pay the bill. But your, ser- your service delivery is to the child. What is that dynamic like? Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a great question, David. And, and I make that clear to the, par- to the tutors and, and, and to the assistant director. Yes, we are with the children, but the ones paying the bills are the parents. So if the child is falling in reading, but the parents say, I want math, the child is getting math. You got it? Yeah. That clear. That's what they ask. We for. want to serve the needs of the parents. Whatever the needs and wants. Sometimes I don't agree with them. And I tell them, I don't agree with your decision. Okay, stand by. That's what I want. Okay. Perfect. So you voice your I your voice concern. myself. I voice my concern. Because if anything happens, I can get back to them and say, okay, this was my suggestion. This was my advice. And then you make your decision. You have to respect the power of your client and you have to also to give them power. You have to empower your clients so they feel important in your business. You can impose yourself. Yeah, they have to get what they want. And that's why they, they are also getting text messages knowing what happened in the session because maybe they don't want that. So they have to call and say, I want to change this. Perfect. Let's change it. Mm. Let's change and then action based on that. Yes. Yes, they are paying the bills. They have the last uh, answer. Absolutely. They're the customer at the end yes. of the day. So let's, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think <clears throat> was um, throughout the whole process, right? From when you started to now, your biggest learning point from a decision or something that went wrong? Like what was the biggest mistake that you learned from so that maybe other people learn from okay. it? Okay. I think that the biggest problem and what I see also in, in other small businesses because I have a lot of access in, to small businesses, is bleeding a business with your own expenses. Mm. You got it. You, you have to know, okay, this is what I'm getting out of the business. I'm getting $2,000 a month, $1,000 a month, $500 a month, and you have to adapt to it. You can't just spend money out of the business and that's it. No, you are bleeding the business. But you are bleeding it yourself. You are not bleeding it because you are paying employees. You are bleeding it because you can't make it to the expenses. So then you're going to come to me and say, this business doesn't work. And I'm going to tell no, you don't work. You're a horrible administrator. So give us an example of what you mean by uh, tapping into maybe, you're saying tapping into resources from the income. The income stream of the business should not be part of your personal. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. So elaborate on that. So for example, out of the academy, I have a salary and I get it every, every month and I live out of the salary. And I know that some money has to move from my personal, for, sorry, from the business checking account to the business savings account in order to make this caution bigger. You got it? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I'm talking about. But some people, 
they co commingle, they commingle, commingle, yeah. commingle business and personal expense in this. And Karen, I'm going to ask you, what's your salary? You're going to tell me. I don't know. I don't know. I just spend money out of the. Oh, but I have I have money in the in the business. Yes, but remember you have to pay taxes. Oh, that, that, people hate that. People hate taxes, and and and, and that's why we do the superintendent with the taxes. So so I, I always expect the taxes. You also have to pay your employees every two. I I pay them every two weeks, and yes. And what what if what if something happens tomorrow <laughs> for COVID? <laughs> yeah. You got it. Are you gonna go out of business? A great percentage of business are now out of business because they didn't have the money to make it through COVID. So it's two decisions really within that statement, right? One, what well, we, we kind of already touched on the subject before is everybody in the company has a title and job responsibilities, including the owner, CEO, whatever title you have, you have a job. Yes. You have a job description and you have things that fall within your job description. Define that, right? It's extremely important. And the second one is also, regardless of whether you're the owner or not, if that's the title that you want to give yourself, but what is your salary, right? Yes. Those are two very important things. Because if you have a title and you have responsibilities, that should also be attached to a salary. Yes. But that's probably the biggest mistake that people make, yes, right? Yes, that's the biggest mistake. And that's why, many that's why many businesses go out of business or people say this doesn't work because they commingle so much that they go to a point to getting on death, the business on death, but not for the business. Everything is personal. Yeah, and, that, and yeah. I've seen it many times. People bleeding businesses themselves for personal expenses. Yeah. Yeah. Because the businesses have expenses anyways. Yes. Right? And um but also many businesses get a lot of revenue. Right. But revenue is not the number you're gonna keep because no. you have expenses under that. And what happens if you get the, 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 the net profit before you pay the expenses? Or, the, <laughs> or you don't even know what's going to be your net profit and you try to get something. Oh, let me get that. Let me pay this restaurant. Let me pay this. Let me pay this. And at the end of the day, okay, time for the expenses. There is no money. What are you going to do? Right. How do you survive those lows? Yes. Yeah. How do you survive those lows? And you know what? I, <clears throat> I'm guilty of that as well, right? Of... of Defining that. And I think that's something that um, doesn't come that easily. So there's, <clears throat> I want to get your opinion on, on this because not only are you running your own business, but you also work uh, for a CPA firm. There's a saying, uh, also uh, books written on the subject, which is, okay, so you have a title, you have responsibility, and you have a salary. What's your thought on paying yourself first? Meaning the priority is the your salary as the leader because it everything flows from you. So if you are not good, then the people under you can't be good. What's your opinion on that? That's a great question. And and for the academy, we um, let's say March through August, I didn't get a paycheck from the academy. So. So I, I, I think that I think there is a great area for that question. You got it? I think then you gotta go to your personal account and also have some savings account in your own account mm. because you need to survive yourself. You got it? Sometimes your business is gonna make a lot of money. That happened to me. It made so much money. But you have to understand, well, should I, should I buy Maserati? 
<laughs> should I buy a new car? Should I buy a, a BMW? Should I buy this? Okay, but you need a caution also for yourself, and it doesn't have to come from the business. So, so there is a great area, David. Yes, it is important to pay yourself, but there is also a time where you have to say, okay, no, I didn't make it to a paycheck. For example, I tell, I tell, I tell Christine, I don't mind how many hours you work. I don't mind at all. But you, but if you are working so many hours, it is because you are producing something. There has to be results. Yes, tied to that. So you got it. For example, on that one, I think there is a great area. So let me play devil's advocate, if you don't mind, for a second. Do you think that your opinion on that is that it's a gray or that because it, it depends is really what you're saying, right? It's not a hundred percent. It really depends on the situation. Yes. Do you feel that that would be different if you were your full time job was the academy, meaning that's all you did? Well, I think I think it is about goals. Elaborate on that. Okay, so uh, I, I'm going to ask you something. You don't have to answer me, but in, in, in fact, don't answer. Um, if I ask you for your own business, what is your goal in a year? Most people are going to tell me, I don't know. If I ask you, what is your goal in five years? I don't know. Well, in that case, yes, you should pay yourself first. Okay, interesting. Keep going. Go, uh, but, 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 but if I ask you, Stephen, in one year, I want to be on this revenue. Well, then you're going to make sacrifices. You're going to make big sacrifices. Big time. By December, we're going to double revenue. And that's my goal. And I told Christine, December 16th, that week, we are closing with double revenue. And we are walking to the goal. Right now, we have, uh, we're selling a lot of sessions, more, I think, in the, on record in the, in the, in the history of the academy. Mm. So, so if you have a goal, okay, great. You're going to make sacrifices. But if you don't have a goal, I don't think you are the kind of person that is going to be able to, to grow a business. So I think you should just pay yourself and live out of that. And I think that's the big difference between being self-employed and being a business owner. Interesting. So tell me a little bit more. Okay, so if you don't have a plan, short-term, long-term, then you should pay yourself first. But if you do have a plan, why is that different? So I'm unclear on that portion. Well, because if you have a plan, you're going to make sacrifices. But at the end, I know, okay, I know I'm getting this in December. I know I'm getting this much money after this. You got it? So I'm making sacrifices, but I know I'm, I'm going to get the money back later. Oh, okay. So what you're really saying is if you plan properly, then you can budget yourself and yes. maybe say, okay, well, I am not getting a paycheck, quote unquote, this month. But you make that up in the long run anyways. But, 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 but in order to grow your revenue, in order to grow your net profit, your business has to grow. Sure. So you got it. So that's why I talk about making sacrifices and having the mentality of setting the goals. Because if you don't have goals, we have to be realistic. We are not being a good, you know, we are not being a good administrator. So then is it fair to say that in your example, if I know that, let's say that my long-term goal that we're talking about for the next three months, I can't pay myself. I have to pay employees. I have to pay insurance, blah, blah, blah. So all this money is going out. But 
in that fourth month, I will personally recoup what I should have without dipping into the business, right? Like I'm going to make my salary back as part of the plan. Is it fair to say that you're still paying yourself first because it's built into the plan? Well, at the end of the business, it's going to pay to you. You got it? The money is going to go to you. All the net belongs to David. It all goes so, to you, anyways. Yeah. So, you got it. It's just budgeting, it's just making goals, and it's just putting a date to your goals. Because you also, you also don't want to say, okay, I want to double revenue. Yes. When? Next year? In the next three months? Now, the big question is how are you going to do it? And that's a problem because you have to execute a plan. What are you going to do? Well, I probably have to hire someone to help me or I probably have to spend time in marketing. Okay, that's fine. I have to spend money in marketing. Okay, that's fine. But we have to make it to the goal. Any way that you have to. Yes. Mm. Okay. So <clears throat> it. I think that's interesting because I don't know that we really came to a conclusion of whether you're paying yourself first or not. Well, um, and that's okay if we don't get to it because it's more of a a philosophy, right? Yes. It's more of a philosophy because I think what you're, what you're really saying is if you have a plan and you execute that plan and you work that plan and you think long-term, you win. Yes. So you're going to, you're making money. Yes. Anyways, right. That, that's really what you're saying. So I, I, I think the, the paying yourself is maybe nitpicking a little bit too but much. Also, also, David, I think at the beginning of your, of your life, when you start a business, you do need a backbone. You, yeah. do, you do need another job at the beginning. Either you want to keep it or you don't want to keep it. That will be up to you as, you as your business grows. But I think at the beginning, yes, you do need a business because a business takes time to start building up. For example, I can say that after the second year, the academy starts setting. God start giving me money the way I want it. Mm. So it took around two years, maybe one year and a half, two years to start seeing money. To really start saying, okay, yes. there's, there's, le- there's money left over where now I have a salary. Yes. Because the rest of the time it was and, growing. And, yes. And also let's bring an, account, an assistant director. I think it's about time. You got it. So, so I think we have. You have to give time to the, to the to the business to grow in order to be su- su- successful at it. Long term plan and, and a realistic. Yes. Realistic expectations, right? Yes. Yeah, that's important. Now you do. You've mentioned a few times having a backbone. And, they are in my experience. Tell me if if you think that I'm right. There are two types of people. People who should not be self-employed right they should not be the leader they should just be hourly right they should work for a company meaning you should work for yourself or you should be an employee in my mind there's there's no gray area between those two and i'll tell you why when i look for people and tell me what experience you've had with this i don't need somebody like me and what i mean by that is i can't work for somebody if I work for you and whatever that may be, naturally the the way that I am is going to be, can I do this for myself instead of doing it for somebody else? 
my mentality immediately, my nature goes to, I need to do this on my own. I need to survive on my own, right? I, I don't, I've learned that I don't function as an employee anymore because my nature calls to, I see. to work for myself. So I can't hire people like me, right? So when, when I'm looking for people, when I need help, I keep those things in mind, right? What are they telling me? What kind of vibe am I getting from them? Is this going to be somebody who is just going to be with me short term versus long term, right? So that's the first kind of person. And the other kind of person is, I just want to know how much I'm making this week and next week. And I want to know that next month I have a paycheck and I know how much that is. And that's all. I don't care how much you charge. I just want to know that I have a steady paycheck and how much it is that I'm making. Yes. And okay. So for example, for the first person, I think is needed when you are ready for it. For example, that kind of person probably has a lot of value. If you, if you, if you want to, you're saying he's like me. He wants to grow himself. Yes, he's more expensive. Well, he's way more expensive. And probably um, um, you say, okay, right now I can't pay it. Okay? But, but for in the future, he can be a manager. I can just tell him, okay, you're going to be in charge of this area. You can be in charge of this, of this, of this. But if, if you don't see yourself doing that soon, you can't hire that person because he's going to live very, very, very quick. Right. Okay. When my whole corporate career, which was until I was um, in my early 30s, was working in corporations. And even then, I, I always had to get a promotion within a year or less because I would feel suffocated within my position. I felt like I, I can grow more than this and I need to grow faster. And the way that I cope with that was, I need more money, right? I didn't understand it at that time. It was just, well, I want advance and I need more money. And the question is, why do you need more money? Because I felt like I was worth more money. And what do you do with the money? Do you save it or do you spend it? No, I spent it. Okay. but So so you went from, and, and I think this is an advice I will give to everyone. You're going from uh, being a W2 employee to being a business owner. Mm -hmm. I think you got to save money. It's you got to yeah. learn how to save money. So when you have to make sacrifices and the business can't pay you, you tap to your savings account, to your personal savings account, not to the business savings account. Right. Yeah. At that time, I didn't know that I wanted to be self-employed or that's, that's where I belonged. Because I know, you know, luckily because I'm self-employed, I can afford to not have to work 40 hours every month. You know what I mean? Like yes. I can make working two or three days out of the week. I can make my week or my month. You know what I mean? So yes. I have a, I have a flexibility within that. But at that time, I didn't know that I had a, I, I, the reason why I needed to advance so quickly was because I felt like I needed to grow, but beyond where I was, and that was for me, for whatever it is that I needed to do. Hindsight is twenty twenty. If I would have known <laughs> that then, then I would have been in a completely different situation, right? Because I, I made a really good salary. Yes. But the 
the fact still stands that there's those are those two types of people. Have you yes. run into those types of personalities where you hired somebody and then it turned out to be somebody like you who is an entrepreneur? Because you're right. The, if you can pay their value, they will stay and they will give you a, a lot. lot. A lot. Yes. But that expectation of what I give and what I receive always grows from both ends. Yes. And, and yes, and I, I, and I had people in the academy that they're worth a lot of money. They want to grow. And yes, and, and I have to be honest to them. Okay, I have to say, this is what we have and this is what we can give you. This is what we can give you. So, so yes, sometimes they stay because they grow in the academy. Sometimes they have to leave because we can afford to keep them. So yes, that can happen. Also, you have the people um in the paycheck but i i i also would add they are that, that most of the tutors here are yes the paycheck is important but more the environment most of my tutors work from home and like i say they can choose their schedules so so when you feel comfortable in a job you don't want to leave not even if they offer you more money and i have talked to a lot of people and, and they have told me no i'm happy in this job yes but, but, but i feel i'm gonna be a slave there Yes, and yes, creating a right environment for an employee to be, you're going to keep it for a long time. You're going to keep that employee for a long time. And that's something now that I understand that maybe in the first year, in the second year, it took me time. And, I, and people come in the academy and go, come and go, come and go. And I can tell you that people don't leave the academy. Tutors don't tend to leave. They want to stay forever. It's more than a paycheck now. It's more than a paycheck and also the environment. I mean, it's, the schedule is so flexible. You get to choose your hours. You're making money. And, and also you love the students. The job, if you have the academics and you have the energy and integrity, is very easy. And, and yes. Yeah. Very important. Feeling fulfilled. Yes. Personally as an employee as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Great stuff. So, Stephen, let, let me ask you this question then. As a... As a last uh, question here before we end the podcast, if you could go back in time to when you first made that decision to, I'm going to build an academy, right? I want to, which is, building an academy is more than saying, I want to tutor full-time as a business, right? I want to build an academy. If you could go back in time, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give yourself? Well, now, unable to dream. And, 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 and I know it's going to sound a little bit funny, but I think people don't know how to dream. I look at myself in the mirror and I try to see what I want. I want this. I want this is the Stephen I want. And, and we're talking about it at the beginning, fake it until you make it. So this is a Stephen that I want. And then I start executing the plan to make it there. To get there. And the director of the Academy of Leaders and... For my team, these are my goals. For my employees, these are my goals. And for my clients, this is what I'm going to give you. So think big. Yes, think big and be able to dream and be able to see yourself, but really see it when you look at yourself in the, in the, in the mirror. And when you talk to people, be able to portray it and be able to, to, to give the feeling so they can, they can tell. Yeah, that, that's... Um I have read a lot of books about that and I try to apply it myself as well, right? The visualize, imagine yourself in that position. How do you feel? How would you act, right? How do you talk to people? 
close your eyes and kind of a meditation in a way yes believe it in your whole being yes and then go out as that were true yes and, and I, execute that plan and i can tell you i am an introvert i love being by myself i love being on my room by myself but i have to be realistic i have to deal with people the whole week the whole day I have to talk to them and they have to feel happy when they talk to me and i always tell to the tutors you know bring peace to the parents bring calm to the parents and they will be happy you got it for example if i hire you i have to trust you and i have to tell you okay you're gonna paint it i don't want to worry about this david because i trust you yes trust me i will do what you want me to do that's it that's it so you're bringing peace to your clients absolutely Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you so much, Stephen. So before we leave, let's get some plugs. Where can people find uh, the Academy yourself? Okay. So you will find me in at the Academy of Leaders in Facebook. And we also just make an Instagram. We're working on it. And it's at the Academy of Leaders. At the Academy of Leaders on yes. Instagram and, and on Facebook, Facebook as well. Yes. Any website? At theacademyofleaders.com. All right, beautiful. So specializing in K through 12, no longer just in the Central Florida area because you've moved virtual. Yes. Uh, online as well. Thank you, COVID, for that. Right? Thank you, Blessings. COVID, for that. Yes. Blessings in, in bad times. You're yes. able to grow. So if you guys need any tutoring for your kids, family member, friends, at K through 12, Academy of Leaders. Stephen, thank you very much for coming. No, thank you, David. Appreciate it was my it. pleasure to be in the program today. Thank you. We'll come back yes. and we'll talk a little uh, about different subjects. Choosing your clients is one thing that I, I think we can make a whole episode about. Perfect. So, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in to We Should Talk uh, with uh, myself, David Donius. This is the first, the first podcast in the entrepreneurship series. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you on the next one.